Good afternoon. Welcome. Sorry, I always do that. Good afternoon. The meeting will come to order. Welcome to the June 10th Special Budget and Appropriations Committee meeting. My name is Hillary Ronan. I'm chair of the Budget and Finance Committee. I am, we are in Budget and Appropriations Committee, which I'm also the chair of. Um, I am joined by Supervisors Chan and Mar, as well as President Welton, and we should be joined by Supervisor Safai shortly. Our clerk is Brent Halipa, and I would like to thank uh, Jason Goldammer from SFGovTV for broadcasting this meeting. Mr. Clerk, do you have any announcements? Thank you, Madam Chair. With our return to the chamber, just a friendly reminder for those in attendance to please make sure to silence all cell phones and electronic devices. Uh, the Board of Supervisors and its committees are now convening hybrid meetings that allow in-person attendance and public comment while still providing uh, remote access and public comment via telephone. The board recognizes that equitable public access is essential and will be taking public comment as follows. First, public comment will be taken on each item on this agenda. Those attending in person will be allowed to speak first and then we will take those waiting on the telephone line. For those watching either channels 26, 78, or 99 and sfgovtv.org, uh, the public comment call-in number is streaming across the screen. That number is 415-655-0001. Again, that's 415-655-0001, and enter the meeting ID of 2491-324-6017, then pound and pound again. Uh, when connected, you will hear the meeting discussions, but you will be muted, hand in listening mode only. Uh, when your item of interest comes up and public comment is called, uh, those joining us in person should line up to speak. Those on the telephone should dial star three to be added to the speaker line. Uh, if you are on your telephone, please remember to turn down your TV and all listening devices you may be using. Um, alternatively, you may submit public comment and uh, writing in either of the following ways. Email them to myself, the Budget and Appropriations Committee Clerk at brent.jalipa at sfgov.org. If you submit public comment via email, it will be forwarded to the supervisors and also included as part of the official file. Uh, you may also send your written comments via U.S. Postal Service to our office in City Hall. That's one, Dr. Carlton B. Goodlett Place, Room 244, San Francisco, California, 94102. And uh, thank you, Madam Chair. That concludes my announcements. Thank you so much. Mr. Clerk, can you please read items one, two, and three together? Yes, items. Uh, Item numbers one through three are items involving the mayor's proposed interim budget for the departments of the city and county uh, for fiscal years 2022 to 2023 and 2023 to 2024. Item one is the hearing to consider the proposed budget. Item two is the proposed interim budget and appropriation ordinance appropriating all estimated receipts and all estimated expenditures for departments uh, of the city and county. Uh, as of June 1st, 2022, for the fiscal years ending June 30th, 2023 and June 30th, 2024. Item three is a proposed interim annual salary ordinance enumerating positions in the annual budget and appropriation ordinance for the fiscal years ending June 30th, 2023 and June 30th, 2024, continuing creating or establishing these positions, enumerating and including therein all positions created by the charter or state law for which compensations are paid from the city and county funds and appropriated in the annual appropriation ordinance, authorizing appointments or continuation of appointments thereto, specifying and fixing the compensations and work schedules thereof, and authorizing appointments to temporary positions, positions and fixing compensations. 
Members of the public who wish to provide public comment on these items should call 415-655-0001. The meeting ID is 2491-324-6017. Then press pound twice. If you haven't already done so, please dial star three, line up to speak. A system prompt will indicate that you have raised your hand. Please wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted and you may begin your comments. And Madam Chair, I am in receipt of a memorandum from your desk with the intention to forward items number two and three as committee reports for the full board meeting of Tuesday, June 14th. Thank you so much, Mr. Clerk. And we have Risa Sandler here from the Controller's Office. Thanks for presenting, Risa. Sure. Um, thank you, Chair Ronan, members of the committee, and Risa Sandler from the Controller's Office. The items before you are standard items that come to the committee every year, and the purpose of the interim AAO and ASO is to allow operations to continue during the period of time when the fiscal year starts after July 1st, while the board is still contemplating the budget for the next fiscal year. And I'd be happy to answer questions. <laughs> that, was, that was easy. Any questions, colleagues? Nope. Seeing none, we can open this item up for public comment. Thank you, Madam Chair. <clears throat> Members of the public who wish to speak on this item and are joining us in person should line up to speak. Uh, for those listening remotely, please call 415-655-0001. Enter the meeting ID of 2491-324-6017, then pound and pound again. Once connected, press star three to enter the speaker line. Uh, for those already in the queue, please continue to wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted and there'll be a queue to begin your comments. We have no in-person speakers here in the chamber. Uh, Mr. Cooley, can you unmute our first caller? Can you hear me now? Yes, we can. Uh, it's David Pilpel. Um, I am trying to download a particular document related to all of this. I support the proposed interim uh, AAO and ASO. I am okay with the interim exceptions. I can't seem to get to the document uh, quickly enough. Um, I think my concern was on the interim exceptions um, for uh, hiring to uh, new positions uh, created. Um, those that were uh, general fund supported, that was fine. For those that are non-general fund uh, supported, it would have been helpful to know the source of funds for those that are MTA, PUC, and um, some of the other uh, enterprise and, and other uh, non-general fund uh, supported uh, positions. Um, that would be helpful. I did not see a, a BLA report on uh, the two uh, ordinances. Uh, I thought the BLA normally reviews the interim exceptions. I didn't hear about that. Um, otherwise, I think I'm good with this, and I was about to check out uh, what the public comment arrangements are for next week uh, for the other um, standard uh, budget items. Um, why don't I leave it at that for today? Thanks for listening. Thank you, David Bill Bell, for your comments. Mr. Cooley, do we have any more callers? Mr. Cooley, do we have any more callers in the queue? There are no more callers. Oh, thank you much. Public comment is now closed. I'd like Supervisor Chan. 
Thank you, Chair Ronan. I just have one quick question. I just want to make sure um, that I understand. So does the uh, interim budget continue to fund programs and services at the level that they're currently uh, funded in fiscal year 21-22 or, or at the levels uh, of the mayor's proposed budget for 22-23? Risa Sandler for the controller's office. So it's actually um, in between those two things. It, what is in the interim budget um, and what will, what will be um, authorized through the approval of this is what is in the mayor's proposed budget. So if there are changes between last year and this year in the mayor's proposed budget, then that would be part of the interim. Um, just so, so you know, uh, cap new capital Position, new capital projects and equipment are not part of the interim. I don't, just so you know. So if it's changed since last year, then it would be whatever is proposed. Okay. Any more questions, colleagues? Seeing none, I'd like to make a motion to send this item to the full board with positive recommendation as a committee report. Do I get uh, a second? Yes. Okay, on that motion by Chair Ronan, seconded by Member Walton, that uh, items two and three be forwarded to the full board with a positive recommendation as committee reports. Vice Chair Safai. Aye. Safai, aye. Member Mar? Mar, aye. Member Chan? Chan, aye. Member Walton? Aye. Walton, aye. Chair Ronan? Aye. Ronan, aye. We have five ayes. That motion passes unanimously. Mr. Clerk, can you please read item number four? Yes, item number four is a hearing on updates and progress on the shared schoolyard program. Uh, members of the public who wish to provide public comment on this hearing should call 415-655-0001. The meeting ID is 2491-324-6017. Then press pound twice. If you haven't already done so, please dial star three to line up to speak. A system prompt will indicate that you have raised your hand. Please wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted and you may begin your comments. Madam Chair. Thank you so much. Supervisor Chan, do you have any opening remarks? Thank you, Chair Ronan. Um, I, I think today the Share Schoolyard is, uh, I think it's been a great program. I think I look forward to hear just sort of the history of it and how it came about um, and just wanted to better understand, um, given especially the fact that like, I think last two years that we've been in pandemic, uh, many of our children and families really dependent on uh, outdoor space, um, and especially during summer, uh, it has been really, at least in our districts in the Richmond, has been both in the Argonne, I think, uh, and Alamo, um, and they are great programs, uh, just allowing kids to be able to be at schoolyards uh, during summer, uh, off school hours, and, uh, and actually there's also year-round, I think on the weekends too. Um, and I think that uh, it's especially for those who either cannot and do not attend summer camp or have the ability to, uh, you know, attend summer camp, uh, having outdoor space, returning their school space uh, is is critical uh, for, for them to be able to recreate. Uh, so I, I look forward to hear about the program and just the funding, uh, funding sources. Um, and thank you so much for San Francisco Unified School District uh, for being here. Thank you, supervisors, and good afternoon. My name is Dawn Kumlin-Avin. I'm the head of facilities at San Francisco Unified School District, and I'm joined today by Katie Poyle, our executive director of facilities, as well as Yelena Miakanina, our shared schoolyards program 
coordinator. I'm uh, very excited to actually have this opportunity to celebrate the Shared Schoolyards program, um, while at the same time I'm also uh, somewhat anxious about its future. <clears throat> we are, the, during the pandemic, the Shared Schoolyards program was a rare bright spot um, over the past two years where through more effective management of the program's resources, we were finally able to fully realize the potential of this program, which has been in existence for years now, um, and providing access to open space when families and neighborhoods needed it most. So I'm just going to talk through a couple of the points that Supervisor Chan addressed and, um, and then turn it over to Ms. Coyle. So uh, next slide, please. I'm not sure which one. My apologies, give me one second. Mr. Young, can you bring up the slideshow, please? Great, thank you. Can we advance to the next slide? We could go to slide four, that'd be great. Okay. Slide four, please. Great, thank you. So, Again, the Shared Schoolyard Program exists to provide access to critically needed open spaces um, within the school district to the broader community. And what we wanted to share with you is just a brief history of this program as well, that in 2007, the program was actually first established, uh, but it was a patchwork of resources contributed across the city and county without any real stable funding, and there was around 11 sites at that time. And 2011 is when we began to see real investment in the Shared Schoolyards program. And there was a combination of both um, private fundraising um, as well as the first real city investments in the program. And with that, um, we saw kind of rejuvenation and um, the addition of more uh, nonprofit, robust nonprofit programming at the sites as well as access. But it was still very much a patchwork of resources in different departments. And there were often unintentional customer service failures that is inevitable when you have five different agencies trying to provide um, service at the same spot. Um, a few years ago, we were able to pivot to SFUSD running the program in its entirety with the generosity of the city's funding. And at this point, the program is 100% city funded. So um, the budget is around $600,000 a year. That funding is allocated and sent to the district via the DCYF budget and it allows us to provide programming to over 45, to 45 sites. Um, and in particular, uh, with that funding uh, and under the leadership of Ms. Poyle, we've been able to really get much more bang for buck. So we have changed the way we deliver the program, we have streamlined procurement processes and programming partners, 
And so during the pandemic, we were able to create something called Shared Schoolyards 2.0, which in neighborhoods that had highest open space needs, right, highest open space deficit, make sure that the schoolyards were not only open, but they were monitored by docents, essentially, um, from the community, and then also um, that there were restrooms and water uh, fountains and hand washing stations to really make the space feel safe during the pandemic. And that was a real success for us. And so now where we stand is, we feel like we've done um, a great job finally with the resources that we have and expanding service and we want to expand service more, particularly in those neighborhoods that again, that are open space deficit areas. Um, there is a real difference I now know as a mom of a young child um, compared to what I thought as a park planner uh, before between you know, navigating new spaces and being able to return to someplace familiar. And that's really what our schools can do for the community and um, make sure that our schools are not just assets for the SFUSD community, but the broader community as a whole. Next slide, please. So the next, sorry, go one back. Um, the slide uh, on the screen is a, a map right now of our cur current service areas. And again, there are some conspicuous absences in some of our most dense neighborhoods. Um, we work voluntarily with principals. We do not compel them to be a part of the program, um, but we have started really fruitful conversations with a number of school sites uh, in those neighborhoods where there are gaps. Um, and there is also increased demand across the city for this service. So. Uh, we really hope that we can continue the funding for this program and uh, really model the best of SFUSD and city and county collaboration um, in future years. So with that, uh, I will turn this over to Ms. Poyle. Good afternoon, supervisors. My name is Katie Poyle. I'm the Executive Director of Facility Services for the San Francisco Unified School District. Um, and so, as Ms. Kamalanathan said, the map in front of you shows the current distribution of the 45 schoolyards. The yellow icons also show where we have free programming this summer. Um, next slide, please. So, as Ms. Kamalanathan mentioned, SFUSD manages all aspects of this of the project at this point. Um, schoolyards are open from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m., Saturdays and Sundays, and most holidays all year long. Um, SFUSD manages all operations, including opening and closing the gates, um, cleaning and repairs. We also manage all contracts and partnerships with associated partners. Um, some of the highlights from this year, this has been a major highlight for SFUSD and continues to be. Um, we launched a, uh, a career pathway program in partnership with the Human Services Agency last year. So we have four people, four trainees in our onboarding right now, um, and we hope to have 15 by the end of the year. They will be, sorry. <laughs> um, on the weekends, they provide docent services to the communities, and then during the week, and then during the week, they learn job skills in warehouse management, custodial, and landscaping. Um, in 2020, as Ms. Kamalanathan mentioned, we launched the 2.0 experience, um, bringing enhanced services to neighborhoods that needed it most during the pandemic. Next slide, please. <laughs> Actually, two more, please. 
there we go. Um, the 2.0 experience, which started in 2020 at 15 schoolyards, um, included the use of free equipment, docent services at the time in partnership with Urban Alchemy, um, restroom and hand washing stations, um, access and uh, landscaping, landscaping improvements, uh, and free programming. Next slide, please. Since the 2.0 experience launched in 2020, we have doubled the amount of programming available. Um, classes are free and run on Saturdays and Sundays. Um, some re do require pre-registration, but we do also offer pickup basketball and soccer um, on the weekends. Next slide, please. We're thrilled to partner with local organizations. Um, and we provide opportunities for smaller organizations uh, to meet the needs, needs of the community. We pay for all of the facilities use permits and compensate the organizations to offer free programming. Um, a lot of our partners also offer more than just free programming. They offer free books. Um, Y-Bike offers free bikes to children as well. <coughs> Next slide, please. Our programs would not be successful without community sponsorship um, and community support. The Little Bears program, which is running at Argonne Elementary School right now, um, has been a huge hit with parents, um, and it's offered every weekend free to parents. Next slide, please. Um, thank you. Um, San Francisco is the second densest city in the country. I don't think that's a surprise to anybody, so every square foot of open space is important. Um, that's why when we open 45 schoolyards every weekend, we effectively open 36 acres of space for families and children to recreate in. Um, with 24 playgrounds, we're effectively opening an additional, adding an additional 10% more play, playgrounds to families. Um, in the last 12 months alone, we have provided free programming to 2,600 kids. Next slide, please. Next. We operate on a budget of $600,000 a year, which allows for gate and maintenance operations at 45 sites, plus the 2.0 experience at 15 of those sites. Providing access to clean and safe recreation is less than $150 a week for one site. So for around $8,000, we can open and clean and maintain one schoolyard for an entire year. Next slide, please. For $500 a weekend, we can provide yard access, maintenance and cleaning, restroom access, and two to four hours of free programming. That's less than $25,000 a year. Next slide and the one after. Oh, next slide. Thank you. Um, in 2020, as I mentioned, we opened 45 schoolyards and had enhanced services at 15 of those schoolyards. This year, we're opening 45 schoolyards and have enhanced programming at, almost, at over 20 schoolyards. Um, we think with our current management, um, our efficient management, we can open an additional 10 schoolyards by the end of 2023. Um, and then between 2023 and 2025, we hope to uh, open an additional 10 schoolyards plus enhanced services um, at another 10 schoolyards. Next slide, please. 
Um, so we are, we do recognize that there is a deficiency in the distribution of schoolyards across the city. So we really wanna highlight and focus on areas of the city that are most space deficit. Um, we've identified potential sites to open in some of these neighborhoods, including Chinatown, the Mission, and the Tenderloin. Um, next slide, please. So these are some of the expansion opportunities for 2023. As I mentioned, they include neighborhoods with the highest need for open space. Um, but we've also identified schools with high sponsorship from the community, areas that people have asked us to open the schools. Um, we work in close collaboration with the schools to ensure the successful program. Um, so we do not mandate that schools open their schoolyards. We try to work really closely in collaboration to make sure that school is open and ready for students on Monday morning. Um, next slide. Um, and that's all I have today. So thank you again for the opportunity. Happy to take any questions. Thank you so much for the presentation. And I think uh, my question is around the budget. So as it currently exists, it's about $600,000 to uh, allow 45 schoolyards and out of which 24 of them is your 2.0 experience, which is you have programming on sites, it's not just opened. And so I see that on the slide that you provided to say that there's expansion opportunities, which including, it looks like there's some schools in um, different areas so for expansion. And is that inclusive of the 600 or is it, uh, it requires additional fundings to expand uh, to the schools in 2023? Uh, it includes the existing, it's in within the existing 600,000. Got it. Um, so we believe with the management that and the gate opening operations that Yelena has um, created that we can actually do another 10 schoolyards within the existing budget. So it, is, is it, and you mentioned, or I think uh, Don, sorry, Director Common Layton was mentioning that in the beginning that it was now, it, there was like partnership and then eventually became fully funded by the city um, and it's through DCYF to issue that funding to you, uh, to SFUSD. And so it, is that still going on and, and uh, in the upcoming uh, budget or do we know? Supervisor, at this time we were informed that there, uh, the funding does not exist for the shared schoolyards program in the coming year. So does that mean that without that funding in the upcoming fiscal years and you will no longer be able to operate the entire program? Yeah, the entire, we would have to, we do have a little bit of a reserve that we have, you know, built to smooth out operations because summer programming is our height and so there's a juggling act there that comes as the budget's being renewed. But yes, we would not be able to operate the program at its scale and at its convert, com, you know, width. Um, it, we would try and basically, if funding it doesn't exist, we would kind of go into rethinking mode to try and figure out how to preserve service in our highest needs neighborhoods and, and extend that service as long as possible, which would mean diverting funding um, and programming from, you know, other school sites. Thank you, and, and I think uh, through the chair, if I may ask uh, Ms. Ms. Raffenberger to kind of explain to us like the decision-making process of removing funding for Share Schoolyard, because it's been funded um, since 2020 fiscal years by... 2007, we've received some level of city funding. 
Uh, Ashley Grothenberger, Mayor's Budget Director. So my understanding of how this program has been funded at least the last few years um, is last year um, the program when we were developing the budget had um, thought that there was some savings that existed to carry the program through the year. So we you know, removed that appropriation from the budget. Um, it turns out, I believe, that the program did not have the savings that they thought they needed, and so the department, um, DCYF, was able to patch it together um, to maintain the program at least through last fiscal year. Um, so in this fiscal year, we would have needed to restore $600,000 of general fund or children's fund to keep the program going. Um, Obviously, it was a difficult year with lots of trade-offs we had to make. The mayor invested in a lot of areas in children's and families, and unfortunately, this was um, not an area we were able to invest in. Thank you. I, I, I want to just make my last comment. I don't have any more questions unless my colleagues do, and I, I'm just disappointed to hear that. I, I think that given the fact that we're still in the midst of pandemic, and, and I think that outdoor space, especially in schoolyards, I, I, I think that it's critical for um, neighborhoods that don't really have an outdoor space, like a playground or a park. Um, and I think that $600,000 uh, for 45 schoolyards is actually a rather really a good investment uh, citywide and, and, and to know that even with the $600,000 that there's p capacity to even expand, um, I think in my opinion it's, it's very, it's, it's great uh, investments and uh, providing a great outdoor resources for, especially for families that may not have the ability to pay for summer camp or any type of recreation or even after school programming um, or and, and including on the weekends. I know it only opens on the weekends, but still that's whatever we can get for outdoor space for our kids and families uh, for free, I, I would really appreciate. So um, I, I hope we can work out um, and identify ways to really restore this program if possible. So thank you so much, Chair Ronan. Thank you so much, President Walton. Thank you, Chair Ronan, and I want to thank the district for, for reporting. Uh, but this is really, it is disheartening to see this reduction, you know, and, and not just because I worked extremely hard with Supervisor Farrell at the time, and I was on the Board of Education, and we worked hard to work with the private sector to even fund some of this uh, with the city and with the district at the time. But, you know, not just because of that, but personally, growing up and being a young person, growing up in community, we used to hop the fence at all of our schoolyards uh, because we wanted access and didn't have access necessarily to playgrounds. They were the closest playgrounds to, to where we lived, and so we would hop the fence and play in there anyway. This way, you know, there's staffing, um, there's safety, and now we have programming, so this is disheartening, and of course we're gonna you know, try to have conversations about what possibilities exist. But I, I did wanna know, like, have you had direct conversations right? Would, would, would DCYF as a department or um, has the conversations only been with, you know, with um, the mayor's office or has there been a combination? How have these conversations been conducted? Uh, Supervisor, I think um, we were made aware of the reduction um, shortly, basically a day or two before the mayor's budget was submitted to the Board of Supervisors. Um, it was it, it has been a surprise to us. We also understand, though, that the, the DCYF funding interaction with SFUSD is multi-layered, to say the least. And every year, it's been complicated to try and track down this funding and get it 
transferred over to SFUSD, and that is not DCY's fault at all, but I think, again, a reflection of the mechanism for how the funding gets transferred and that it gets transferred with millions of other dollars. Um, and when the program was initially created, in fact, the funding sat literally in the mayor's department, like it was in the mayor's office budget. Um, and then was moved to DCYF as part of the baseline. So we have not had, um, uh, DCYF has always been supportive partner um, of this program and the priority, uh, and I think an early partner as well in the formation of the program. So um, we have no reason to doubt their support or partnership, but it does seem that in the, the trade-offs that have been made, um, the shared schoolyards program was eliminated in its entirety. Thank you, Director Kamalanathan. And just real quick, Director Groffenberger, as, as we look at, I know you stated that we thought there was a savings. How was that missed in terms of like, how did we not know there wasn't actual savings or, and if, you, if we don't have that answer today, I'm just curious as to how we misforecasted. Yeah, um, so we tend to work, you know, with the school district directly through DCYF. I think there might have just been some misunderstanding of timing of billing and things like that and so you know all parties might have assumed that there were savings and then things you know panned out differently so we missed that last year but we were able to piece it together um, despite having that that shortfall but just the last thing i'll say i mean obviously just you know we baseline this because it was important and i hope we'll be able to figure out a way to to restore this because this is very important and to lose the whole program or to have to rob peter to pay paul and the district is already obviously suffering with um, some budget restrictions. Uh, this is disheartening. Thank you, Chair Romney. Thank you so much. Um, I'll open this up now to public comment, um, and then we'll have some comments. Yes, members of the public who wish to speak on this item and are joining us in person should line up now. Uh, for those listening remotely, please call 415-655-0001. The meeting ID is 2491-324-6017. And then press pound twice. Once connected, press star three to enter the speaker line. For those already in the queue, please continue to wait until the system indicates you have been unmuted. And that'll be your uh, queue to begin your comments. Um, so Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, first off, thank you very much for taking the time uh, for us to, to address this issue. Uh, my name is Radoslav Stefanov, and I've been working with Street Soccer USA, which has been directly supported through that um, program over the past several years. And I've been the one who has actually been running programs directly into those schoolyards, including Reading Elementary School here in the Tenderloin, um, Malcolm X in the Bayview, including SF Community and um, Daniel Webster in Outer Mission and Excelsior, John Muir and, Red, uh, and um, Rosa Parks in Western Edition, and I've been there directly meeting all these parents and all these children who have been impatiently just running into the schoolyards, and we've been running programs with additional coaches who have also been, um, you know, granted the opportunity to impact their lives. And you know, I know, all of us know what we went through over the past, you know, 700 plus days, and we're still counting. And with every step that we're taking here, with everything that we're doing together, we're giving an opportunity for these communities to step up and to see that there is actually a chance for them force something to be done. And we, again, appreciate your efforts to make this happen. And thank you so much as well for all the hard work that you're putting in. And we're looking forward to expand, as the ladies already mentioned, in other neighborhoods so that we can make this happen. 
Thank you again. My name is Radoslav Stefanov, Street Soccer USA. We are on we go. We make the future bright and possible. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Thank you, Mr. Stefanov, for your comments. Seeing no further co uh, commenters in the chamber, uh, Mr. Cooley, uh, can you unmute our first caller, please? Do we Hi there. My name is Wes Graves. I'm in, I'm sorry for the delay there. I'm in representation of Super Soccer Stars. I'm going to mirror what Street Soccer USA is saying as well. We've been working in tandem with them for the past six, seven years with a shared schoolyard program. I uh, just want to focus on the last couple of years, as he did as well. And this time, more than any, that these kids need this kind of impact of enrichment. We're providing them a sense of fun and joy, providing them a pathway to being a better person. And without this programming, there's a lot of parents that we're talking to right now that feel disheartened to hear that potentially this program may not continue in the future years. So I just want to keep it short and simple. We impact a great number of kids inside of San Francisco, and we have an opportunity to impact even more in the coming years with our incredible programming for these kids. Thank you so much for listening to me today, and I look forward to this proceeding forward. Thanks so much for your comments. Mr. Cooley, next speaker, please. Hi, good afternoon, board members and staff. My name is Matt Dove. I'm speaking today on behalf of the YMCA at San Francisco, though I'm also the parent of a kindergartner and a regular shared schoolyard user as well. The YMCA of San Francisco supports the shared schoolyard program. It urges a complete and full restoration of funds baselined at $600,000 a year to ensure equitable access to clean and safe recreational spaces for all San Francisco children and families. In the last year, the Shared Schoolyards pro Program has provided free outdoor programming to more than 2,600 children, opened 36 acres of play space to San Francisco residents, and provided access to 24 playgrounds for our children. The loss of the Shared Schoolyard Program would hurt our neighborhoods, families, and children. Thank you so much for your time and have a great day. Thanks so much for your comments. Mr. Cooley, next speaker, please. Hello, my name is Tennessee Mowry. I'm calling on behalf of Blue Bear School of Music, which is a nonprofit based uh, in Fort Mason that has been in San Francisco for 50 years. We run programs um, through the Shared Schoolyard Program, and are particularly happy to be able to offer the classes free of charge to those people who might not otherwise be able to afford them. Um, as others have said, I as well urge a complete and full restoration of funds baselined at $600,000 a year to ensure equitable access to clean and safe recreational spaces for all San Francisco children and families. I want to make a special plug for my program, which is for children younger than five years old who are not allowed to be vaccinated right now. The outdoor classes are the only things that they can really do. And if we take that away from them, then we're not leaving them with much. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for comments. Mr. Cooley, next speaker, please. Can you hear me now? Still can. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can hear you. Uh, okay. Uh, sorry, David Pilpel. I think I was 
unmuted and then muted and then unmuted again. Okay, uh, so I think I missed uh, earlier uh, an opportunity to thank uh, Ashley Groffenberger and her entire staff in the uh, mayor's office and uh, Risa Sandler and her entire uh, team in the controller's office for uh, their good work on the budget uh, thus far. Um, on this particular issue, nice to see Dawn uh, Kamala Navin. I'm sure she's uh, been busy with lots of challenges over at the school district. Rec Park's uh, loss was the school district's gain, but she's still uh, doing good work for uh, the public. So to her and her uh, colleagues, thank you for uh, your work over at uh, Unified on the shared uh, schoolyard um, program, which uh, was, as I recall, uh, led by um, then uh, Supervisor Mark Farrell, and I think is a, a unique and worthwhile uh, partnership uh, between the uh, city, the school district, and uh, community-based organizations to uh, use our um, public assets better for everyone's benefit. Um, I support the uh, funding of this program. I understand it's a, a $600,000 uh, item. That seems like a relatively cheap investment with relatively substantial benefits uh, for everyone and support that. And I believe there are sufficient uh, resources within uh, the amount that's already uh, being transferred from the city to the school district to uh, make this happen, and just wanted to support continued uh, success on this. Thanks for listening. Thank you, David Bilpel, for your comments. <clears throat> uh, Mr. Cooley, can you confirm that uh, that was our last speaker? That was our last speaker. Thank you so much. It was? Did they confirm? Uh, yes, Madam Chair. Okay, uh, public comment is now closed. Um, I just wanna thank you, Supervisor Chan, for calling this meeting. I do think this was important to call out separately. Um, I don't understand why we wouldn't continue this funding. It's probably the most efficient use of city dollars and land uh, for the bang for getting our bang for our buck that we've seen in all of our city budget. It, it's sort of a no-brainer. I, I am a little at a loss for words. Um, Among the, you. The, the, uh, there's this issue with our budget where, you know, sometimes something that's been around forever because of some technicality in the way that a budget looks like a restoration rather than a continuing program and then get such different treatment because of it. Um, but you have to just peel back the layer a little bit to see that it, it's a, a longstanding beloved program that is widely used in the city. Um, and I, I just really thank you for, for shedding, putting a highlight on this, Supervisor Chan, because I think it should be a priority for this committee uh, to restore. Supervisor Safai. I just want to echo that's what I do. I echo. Oh my God! All you do is echo me. You could just say, you could just do jazz hands. He could just do jazz hands. I just want to echo. No, I'm just kidding. I, I have a firsthand experience with this program. I want to say I think it's an extreme benefit to the community. We have a, a considerable number of children. We have that partic participate in this program. Uh, in fact. I was hoping that the Balboa track would be opened up and be part of shared schoolyard. I mean, it, it's a tremendous resource. You get a lot, not just children, you get a lot of seniors, you get a lot of family members. I, I really, I said that when it first happened, I, I wanna advocate for it. I have all the confidence in the world that the mayor's office 
they work hard, they can find the money in a technical adjustment or somehow to make this happen. I think this was an oversight. Um, I don't think it was intentional. I'm hoping it wasn't intentional. It sounds like this was shifted from the mayor's office to DCYF, and maybe there was the assumption on your part that it was baselined and then found out that it really wasn't. So I have all the confidence in the director of the budget office, the mayor's office, to make this change, and we will work together to adjust this and see if we can continue this program. Thank you. <laughs> Would you like to file this hearing? Yes. Do you want to make the motion? Sure. Uh, I'll move to file this hearing. Thank you. I'll second. Can we have a roll call? On that motion by Member Chan, seconded by Chair Ronan, that this hearing be heard and filed. Vice Chair Safai. Oh, I seconded it. I, oh, I, We're doing roll I did call. say that. We're doing oh. roll call. Yes. Okay. Safai, I remember Mar. Mar, I remember Chan. Chan, I remember Walton. Aye. Walton, aye. Chair Ronan. Aye. Ronan, aye. We have five eyes. That motion passes unanimously. We will be in touch. <laughs> SFUSD, and thanks. Thanks for coming out and advocating for this program. Mr. Clerk, do we have any other items on the agenda? Uh, just a little bit of housekeeping, Madam Chair. We did not dispose of item one, whether we should file the hearing that heard the... Oh, um, because we sent items. Two, Got it. Yeah, can yes. we file... Uh, can I make a motion to file item one? Can I get a Oof. second? Very well. On that motion by Chair Ronan and seconded by Member Walton, that item number one, the hearing uh, regarding the interim budgets, uh, be heard and filed. Vice Chair Safai. Safai, I remember more. Mar, I remember Chan. Chan, I remember Walton. Aye. Walton, I. Chair Ronan. Aye. Ronan, I. We have five eyes. Thank you. That motion passes unanimously. And now, uh, do we have any other business before us? Uh, yes, Madam Chair. That concludes our business. Okay. Meeting is adjourned. <laughs>